Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. This is your host, Nikki C, brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. I'm super excited to have the beautiful, the wonderful Gabby Aldel. Good. Good dear. Yeah. Good dear. Yeah, you did it. Gabby is an award-winning author, certified Jack Canfield Success Principal Trainer, certified the Lynn Method Clutter Clearing Coach, Feng Shui Practitioner, Life Coach, and a Motivational Speaker. Gabby has been studying personal development and leadership for over 20 years and knows what it takes to live with grace, peace, balance and harmony using her real life experience along with the success principles and a spiritual way of decluttering your life. Gabby will teach you how to increase your confidence, tackle daily challenges, live with passion and purpose, helping you get from where you are to where you want to be. Gabby is a multicultural person, appreciates and respects all cultures, traditions, races, religions, and is passionate about making a difference in the life of people she touches. She is very much an activist in creating equality, fairness, justice, love, and kindness for all souls on earth. Her latest book is the book on discrimination, real life stories of struggles and triumphs, and available on Amazon to contact her directly for more information we will definitely have your handles for that shared on all my platforms. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation to Balm. I am so happy to see you. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Just looking at you makes me feel fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being you. I just love you. I love what you stand for. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gabby. And um, we were just talking before we hit the record button on this, and we were just talking about how we first met. But I was like, no, I can't tell you. Let's just go on and put this on the podcast because everybody needs to know that we met this year, May of 2022. And it feels like I've known you forever. It really, truly does. And we have been in the Connected Leaders Academy. We have been with AMA for the last couple of months. And again, it doesn't even feel like months. It feels like years. So first I want to say thank you so much for being the first to actually outreach to me after I actually did my first competition ever. I didn't know anyone in the room. Gabby's from Canada. She was watching virtually and whatever that spark or connection was, as soon as I got to my seat, that was the first message that I received. And it has been just a great connection since then. And I've been on her podcast. So thank you so much. I just needed the world to know how amazing you are. And when she says that she is all about lifting people up and she's passionate about making a difference in people's life, that is what Gabby does all day, every day. Thank you so much. the support queen. You're welcome. So Gabby, tell us a little bit about when this all started. I have your book here, um, the book on discrimination. There's been some things that actually led you uh, to write the book, um, to share your story. This is not your first book, correct? Actually, I'm in four books. So my my first book is called Grace, Peace, and Balance. 
surviving and thriving against all odds. That's my story. Okay. Uh, and uh, people can buy that book if they're interested. It is directly from me, not Amazon. And I am a co-author in two different books. One is uh, called Empowering Women to Succeed, Bounce, How to Bounce from the Bottom to Go Higher. And the second one is Staying Alive, which is about suicide prevention, which is another subject that's very close to my heart. Um, so yeah, I'm in four books. This is uh, this came during COVID, actually. This book, right? Yeah. Yes. So tell us before we get into the book, and you know what led you to um, put this information out there. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. You know, how did you? You know, where are you from? Where did you? You know, what have you been through? And however much or however little you want to share with us, because your story is so powerful. Um, because there's no excuse for anyone not to really go for what they want after hearing yeah. your story. So I definitely yeah. want you uh, to share that with our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I will make it brief. I was born in Sudan. Uh, Sudan is used to be the largest country in Africa. That's where my parents met. And then by the time I was five and a half, my mom wanted a divorce. And she scooped me and my brother and she went to Ethiopia. My mom was Ethiopian, right? She scooped us and took, took us there. That's where I I went to school. The first six school years of my life, it was a Catholic school with Italian nuns, apart from the local language, which was a local person, everything else was taught by them. And they were very, very harsh. I have to say the punishment that I got from those nuns. Every time I see a nun, still my body cringes, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, the beating that I got. I had a tough mom who would go the next day and tell them off. But then it happens again and then like that. And then in high school, uh, when I finished grade six, grade seven, my mom couldn't afford to pay. It was a very expensive school because my brother had to go to a boys Catholic school, uh, boys only, and I was girls only. So she decided to leave my brother in the Catholic school. She took me out, took me to public. For a month, I cried because I never really went to class with boys. The boys were very naughty. And I got into fights like there is no tomorrow anyway. And then I was an angry, I became a very angry child because I, my anger at home, I get a beating and then at school, I get a beating. So it made me angry. So anybody else, any student or anybody who messed up with me, I would just go into fist fights with them every Friday. If you ask me why every Friday, my little mind at the time, Friday is the last day. If I do anything stupid, it will be forgotten Saturday, Sunday when we go back Monday. But however, what happened is some parents would come to complain on the Monday morning and then the nuns would want my mom to come and my mom would give me the bidding of my life at home. Anyway, so in high school, the same thing I got. I think I shared it uh, on the conference last week. I got this punishment that I would never, ever forget uh, because girls were not supposed to compete with boys. Uh, so this boy uh, calls me and my mom a name. He was sitting behind me. I stand up in the middle of the class. I, I slap him. And then again, he said, you just slapped me. You like, you know, the B word, the whatever words he used. And then I got up again. I touched his uniform and up like tearing from here. I heard later on that his dad beat the hell out of him as well at home because a girl tears your uniform and slaps you and you're coming to me what kind of a man are you going to be kind of thing mm -hmm. 
Anyway, the next morning I was called in the middle, in front of the whole school and the principal decided to announce that I slapped a boy and I tore his uniform yesterday. No girl is allowed. Look at the, look at the discrimination here. No girl is allowed to slap a boy. No hmm. girl, look at this. My mom was not a feminist per se, but she was huge into women's rights. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to know what she did the next day, but I had to go on my knees the whole yard of the school. There was no flesh left in my knees. You could see white and the blood all over. By the time I finished and I went to close to the office, a pregnant teacher was there and she saw me. She cried and she asked somebody to bring water and a napkin. She started to, to try to wash the, the blood and this and that. And she was crying, actually. And then another teacher comes in and he looks at me. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, this principal doesn't know who her mom is. She's going to come and blow up the school tomorrow. And then anyway, I went and my mom saw me. She she was not much of a talker like me. She looked at me. She goes to me, what happened? And I was crying and I told her. She goes to me, okay, come between her and Nani. They tried to clean the blood and the skin, whatever. And I was screaming. She put in a lot of medicine. She told me, no school for you tomorrow, rest up. I was so happy just to hear that I don't have to go to school the next day. And the nanny was happy because we were very close. And the next day she went. Uh, my friends came in the afternoon. They told me your mom blew up the school upside down, which was made me very happy. So I, I started to learn that the nuns also were very discriminatory. The rich, the wealthy girls of the, who came from wealthy families who used to donate for them a lot of money, they used to treat them much nicer than the rest of us who still pay a lot of money for the school. Mm. So that's discrimination for me. And about between being rich, wealthy, and between being like middle class, you know? And then in high school, this discrimination between boys and girls kind of hit me, began to hit me big time. And then the civil war came, we survived all that. My mom and I had to run away from one country, but went back to Sudan with one clothes wearing and one change only 18 days, hiding during the day and walking at night. There were other people who paid like us also. So there were, nine of us that this guy we paid to take us back to Sudan. That is another book, by the way. Those 18 days, it should be a different book. And um, I went, I started, then I had forgotten the language by that time, you know, and then I had to start the language and I found a job fairly quickly. And my mom and I had to rent a room from living in a villa with a nanny back. But this is what I appreciate about my mom. She left everything behind because my life was in danger by the time we had to leave. And uh, we had to rent a room with people. So we only lived in one room. So I had to do three jobs because my English was good. So I worked with lawyers in the afternoon, six to eight every day to write letters for them. And then a full-time job in the morning. And then I used to type the masters and PhDs for university students. So one guy, I did it for him. He told them, oh my God, this girl, you gotta see what she did for me. Then all the university students were doing their PhDs and masters started coming. So at night, I would bring in a typewriter. I would type those three jobs. Mm-hmm. After three years, I, I, I had an ulcer from the stress. Wow. Yeah, I had it. I was started puking blood and, uh, and then 
I did after I did an x-ray, my stomach had two holes in it. Mm. So he called my mom. I remember that my mom was tough also, controlling to say the least. Mm. So he told her what's wrong with her. Like, why is she stressed like this at, at this young age? Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, she told her she needs to do what she likes to do. She likes to dance. She needs to she, she let her go dancing. She likes to do this, let her do, because this girl, if she doesn't heal, I have to cut her stomach in half. My mom was shocked ever since she kind of calmed down and I love dancing. So I used to go dancing with my friends every Thursday night. It was absolutely a big, in a way, like, you know, the illness was not mm. good, but it was, it gave me some freedom with my mom. And then I came and I, I worked, what, how many countries did I work? Four countries altogether. And I see this discrimination keeps on going everywhere in the workplace. Before mm. I got married and I had my child, it, I, I was watching it in the workplace. Oh. Someone likes you, you get promoted. But if the other person who is doing double your work better than you, they just decide they don't like them, they don't get promoted. Mm. Um, and then there was all this religious discrimination going on in all the countries that I work. Oh, Canada is much better, but uh, uh, religious discrimination, cultural discrimination, and uh, all this discrimination going on. And, and like it's just used to make me so angry. When I was in the middle... East, I remember there was my colleague, she was Indian, a sweetheart. Her name was Susan, God bless her, wherever she is right now. Her boss was one of the locals and he used to come and yell at her every day. Do this, you didn't do this and this and that. There are three of us like sitting in one area. And then when he leaves, I was in shock watching him. And then she, when she leaves, when he leaves, she would run to the washroom to cry. Then I would follow her. I told her, like, always tell her, why don't you talk to him? Why is he treating you like this? She goes to me, Gabby, I, we need the money. I can't lose my job. It was a very good job. It's an oil company, right? It's a very good job. Then one day he did that. I just followed him to his office. And I told him, Mr. X, I don't want to mention his name. Uh, I think you need to start respecting Susan. The guy looked at me, Nikki. He, the mm. blood was came. I could feel the blood like crashing all mm. over his face. Mm. with anger and then I said that's it I am fired in my mind I said I'm fired and they're going to escort me back to my country and I couldn't give a damn but I couldn't keep on watching that right and then uh, and then I see him staring at me with that anger and then all of a sudden she calmed down you know what he said to me if people in this company didn't like you I could have fired you right now and I could have had you escorted back to your country within 24 hours. And then I said, yeah, I know you could do that, but I couldn't just keep on watching what the way you're treating Susan for so long. I told him, Mr. Whoever, when he calmed down, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if your daughter one day, she is working in an office and somebody is treating her like that. How would you feel? He kept quiet. He goes to me, okay, get out of my office. I went out of my office. The next morning, guess what happened? He comes in, he goes, good morning, Susan. Mm. She doesn't know until today that what I did. And oh. then after he left, she came, she goes to me, did you see that or am I dreaming? I told her, yeah, I heard that. That's surprising what happened to this guy. I never told her what I did. So that I kept on watching those things, right? And then I come here, I didn't have major problem in Canada. 
but I started watching other people being mistreated. And then I also, then I had a son. My son went to school, the bullying in school. Mm. And then the, the bullying in school. And then some of the teachers, they decide to like you. Some, they don't like you. That is not fair. And then you, that some of the kids, they go complain because they're bullied by these three kids. Nobody takes action, you know? So I thought it was time for me to do something about it. So I interviewed from grade six and above close to a hundred students. Mm -hmm. I only put a few because it would have been like a 400 page book. I don't like this huge books, right? But I did interview, I interviewed disabled people. I interviewed, and then uh, I had a lot of people who've gone through that, who shared their stories in my book. So now I speak in high schools. I'm actually speaking like, was it last week? Last week, one principal contacted me. He said, I want you to come to, to speak in our school in February. I told him, February, how about after March break? Because always there is, he said, okay, after March break. So it's not too far from where I live. It's a high school. He wants me to come because I did speak in his school, but and he spoke to another principal. So they want me to go to speak. So this is my passion. This is, I am ready to teach uh, the parents. There are parents who teach their children to discriminate. It's not mm -hmm. only the kids. It's not only in the workplace. It's not there are parents who need teaching as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we have to teach our children to accept people for who they are. That's what I tell my son. I tell him if somebody, if a kid has a good heart and a good mind, and is well-mannered, that is your friend. I don't care what nationality, I don't care what religion, I don't care what skin color, you know? Thank you so much for that, Gabby. That was a lot. And, you know, it takes a very courageous approach to everything that you've seen, that you've been through, to step up and possibly losing your income because of someone else but if not you then who would right it yeah. starts with us first when we yeah. see these things happen in our presence we have to be that voice for other people because some people don't have that courage I mean you can give them advice and say hey stand up for yourself but again we're, we're just so fixated on the possibility of loss and we downgrade our worth yeah. for other people. And that's not how we are meant to live life. So I just applaud you for taking that step. Um, and, and then the, and then on top of it, you never told her that you did that for her. No. So she could never thank you. No, but no, you no. know, um, and, and that's just true servant leadership because you weren't expecting anything back, but for this woman to be treated with respect as we all should. Right. So thank you so much for sharing that and shedding the light um, that, you know, it does start in the home with the parents teaching their children that, you know, defend yourself and this and that, and, you know, first of all, what are you putting out there that your children are so receptive? They are watching your every single move. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes there's parents that just dismiss, you know, getting involved in their children's lives. So my son was actually bullied at an early age 
in school um as well and he he's just like me kind-hearted he just you know I've never taught him to to fight definitely to defend himself to speak up but he's he was just so so soft-spoken like he just had love everywhere all around so when he seen this he just didn't know what to do and people just didn't receive that um you know, kindly because we're, you know, we don't live in the best neighborhood. We don't live in the best cities here in, you know, Philadelphia and it's all over the world. As you can see, it's everywhere. Um, There's just always someone and we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what the bully went through either. Um, But if we pay more attention to that and also give them the services they need, like we need to be First of all, put it on high alert that this yeah. is happening. Yeah. So I am just in awe of you just being a part of that mission and just owning that for you. Cause no one said, Gabby, Hey, you need to protect the world, right? That's something in your heart that you said, you know what? I, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to be that person. So I can't even wait to dive deep into this book and read, um, about it. Can you give us just some examples, some topic points that you definitely want to share um, from the book? Yeah. So this, uh, yeah, for example, there was this kid, he was bullied because he couldn't afford the expensive shoes in school like the other kids. You know, these kids, the wealthy parents, they buy them all these $300 pair of shoes nonsense. and things like that. Yeah. yeah Seriously. The <laughs> and then, uh, and then he was bullied because his mom could only afford the Walmart, like shoes from Walmart. What's wrong with those uh, running shoes? Anyway, he was getting bullied and mm-hmm. bullied all the time. And then uh, I think when he turned 15 or something, he told me, I don't know if I added that to the story, but he said he started working during, uh, during, during school break. He started working and then he said, I'm going to buy the most beautiful shoes. And he went in and he bought one shoe which was very expensive. I think it must have cost him like two weeks of, because it's like minimum wage, right? So two weeks of salary to buy that shoes. When he went with that pair of shoes, do do you think they said, oh, wow, that's very nice. No, they laughed at him. Oh, finally, this and that, they teased Mm -hmm. him. He goes, okay, you bullied me because I couldn't afford what you were. Now when I bought one pair of shoes and then you making fun of me, he said, ever since he said, to hell with it. I'm going to work, I'm going to save, I'm going to buy a car. So he changed that. And then uh, there was this girl who is a Muslim, right? A Muslim girl. So very nice girl. Uh, she um, she used to play with all the other kids, right? The Jewish, the Christian, the whatever. And then somebody went to her dad at home, complained, your daughter is playing with all these Christians and Jews and all that stuff, Right. And then her dad, when he heard that, he beat the heck out of her and he took her out of school. He took her out of school. She was homeschooled. She finished. As soon as she finished, she started work. She left home. Never went back. And she said, you know what? I have my freedom now. And I have all kinds of friends to hell with it, she said, to hell with all this discrimination and uh, rules uh, and regulations. I think that's how she put it for me. Uh, To hell with rules and regulations, she said. One thing I didn't add in in the book is I asked her, okay, you are a Muslim. Would you marry a Christian? She goes to me, no, Mm -hmm. I have to marry somebody who shares the same religion. Mm -hmm. But 
She has all kinds of friends. She's living by herself, freedom. She goes, sometimes my siblings were not allowed to see her. Her mom is not allowed to talk to her. She said sometimes, you know, it was very emotional when I interviewed her. I didn't put the, everything she told me, but at least that's one story. You will, you will read quite a, a few. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 It's, you know, it's great. And I think that was a great approach to get other people's um, feedback and perspectives yeah. of how discrimination has affected them. It wasn't just what you viewed, but also the validation of what you have viewed yeah. throughout your life. So I thought that was amazing approach to even, you know, do it that way as well. And again, I can't wait to get into it and, you know, read these stories. And uh, just to the point of that, like, sometimes even our parents, like I just spoke with someone um, yesterday that is from another uh, country as well. And she, um, again, was restricted. And she had that same Gabby attitude, like, <laughs> I'm not going to take it. You're not, you know, I'm me. And, you know, I'm proud to be me uh, type of attitude. And, you know, I'm just going to live my life the way I want. And it's sad that we, as parents, um, decide to try to construct this life for our children that we don't give them that space yeah. to make their own decisions. You can guide them, you can give them advice, but ultimately it's their lives. Yeah. And as parents, we never want to leave that type of memory of raising them, of being that, you know, protector for them that some of these parents, you know, even though the cycle has to break at some point, um, you know, we're all human, we're all one race, that's it, human. Um, we all, you know, bleed the same. We all want to just live life because that's what we're given. Life is meant yeah. to be lived together in unity. Um, and hate is just so sad to even see in any aspect, especially when they're within family, within communities, within, you know, the same races, because there could be races within a race, which oh is unfortunate. Oh my God, wait until you read my own parents' stories also. Oh my God. Wait, yeah, race within race. <laughs> like for me, I have been mistreated by black. Like when I go to a restaurant, if the waitress was a black lady and I'm there with all white people, you will read it in the book. Yeah, oh yes. Oh my God, yeah. And then my mom in her own way, she had her own thing going. My dad in his own lovely people yet they always thought they're better than anybody else. And then I was watching this and I'm watching that. And I said, I'm never going to be that person. Yeah. I'm never going to be like my mom. Yes. I've learned a lot of wisdom from her, but I'm never going to be like her. I'm never going to be like my dad. At the same time, I've also learned a lot from him yet. I want to be me. I want to be this unique, crazy Gabby. I love the unique, crazy Gabby. Absolutely. Um, it is just so great to just know you and everything. I mean, you know, sharing, you know, the weeks with you, like we meet each other at least two or three times a week. And we spend the last two weekends together on uh, these communities that we're a part of. So it's just amazing that when you have that person that you can just because 
text them and we're so far away. And, you know, I get these messages like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm thinking about you. Um, I support you. Keep going. Congratulations. That is, that does not have, that does not cost you anything that, you know, that is just the most beautiful thing that you can just ask from someone. Yeah, it's just be you. yourself and continue to live your passion and I have your back, whatever. Right. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. I, I'm, I'm so excited. Like I want to dive deep and I have some more things, <laughs> okay. uh, some more meetings to do, but I'm definitely going to make it. Um, and I'm definitely going to give you a review for sure. Um, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for sharing You're your welcome. story. But we have to talk about leadership. We have to talk about mindset because it takes a lot to live in your purpose that way. Yeah. What is important about the mindset that you needed to have to be the Gabby that you are today? Can you share a little bit about that? Okay. For me, I have to say, number one, I had a tough mom that raised me. She was a leader in every way, but in a Sometimes a little too much, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. then that is that. Number two, from my childhood, I have been a book addict. But up until 20 something years ago, I read a lot of fiction and I was also in women's health and all that stuff. But for the last 20 something years, I just focused on, I, I think it was Tony Robbins. That's where I started. So I bought his program on TV. I saw it. I ordered it. it was called The Edge, like a huge box of DVDs and books. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, that was my very first, uh, this thing. That is when I started. And then the movie Secret came out, right? So my husband was having cancer and chemotherapy and all that. Somebody gave us that DVD. We watched it. And then my husband said to me, I wish we had seen this video before I got sick. It's too late now, he said to me. But anyway, after all this happened, I kept on watching this secret again. Every time I watch it, I know that I missed something the last time. Mm -hmm. I watched it and I was looking at Bob Proctor in the screen and I said, I'm going to meet you one day. Guess what? The law of attraction works because my first meeting with Bob Proctor is we had a brunch at Marriott Hotel in Los Angeles. And then I signed up with him, his coaching program. I did a 13-month coaching program. So one of the books, the books that he suggested we read was the first book he suggested was, I remember Jose also, he said that book, uh, As a Man Thinker. That's the first book he suggested we read that. And then followed by Think and Grow Rich, right? And then came the signs of getting rich and all that. He had different programs that I bought. And um That is how it started. And then I got addicted to all the leadership books, to all the personal growth books. The more I read, the more I become like this Gabby, different, like, you know, the mindset. And Bob was all about mindset. You see, like John Maxwell is all about leadership, but Bob Proctor was all about mindset. So in addition to that, I attended a six-day in-person seminar with him. It was life-changing the emotions that happened in those six days, men, women bawling their eyes out because you have to let it, like you have to let it out. You have to be true to yourself when you're questioned. It was a very emotional yet very successful uh, six days. I remember we spent, it was life-changing. After I came from that event, I 
one thing I decided to do is, according to his advice, is to get rid of television, not to watch the news because it's all negative news, number one. Number two, remove negative people from your life. Anybody who leaves you in a negative energy, it doesn't matter. He was very serious about it because I don't care if it's your aunt. I don't care if it's your mother-in-law. I don't care if it's your sister. If anybody is not putting you in a happy place and they're always leaving you in a negative energy, then you need to remove them from your life. And then a Reiki master taught me how to do that. I think I spoke about it mm -hmm. last weekend. Yeah, meditate. When you get to an alpha level, call that person's name and say, X, like I'm going to still use the name Jack, like Jack, I love you. I wish all the best for you. I wish to hear good news about you. I wish you health and happiness and success, but you don't serve me in this lifetime. And I want you as far away from me as possible. Guess what? I got rid of a dozen people just by in 30 days. Wow. Yeah. People who were just draining my energy. Some of them were just hypocrites. I knew they were hypocrites, but I was just being polite, picking the phone. And now we have the phone. We can see in the screen who is calling. Do we really have to pick it up if we know this person is not doesn't have a good intention towards us? We don't have to. We have technology now. So yeah. I stopped picking up the phone. I continued to meditate and do that. And uh, I have never been happier. So Bob Proctor really helped when it comes to mindset and the books that we suggested. And wow. uh, yeah, and then all the emotions that I carry from my childhood and things like that. Also, I think I did hypnotherapy. And I also, one of the books, the two books actually that helped me live in the moment were The Four Agreements by Don Miguel uh, and then uh, The Power of Now and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Those books, they changed me from the Gabby who was like, go, 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 105 things at the same time to the calm down. Now I learn when I'm cooking, I enjoy cooking. When I'm washing dishes, I enjoy washing dishes. I just focus on that. When I'm reading, I just focus on reading. When I'm going for a walk, I just focus and use my affirmations when I'm walking. And uh, it, those two books actually changed me and whatever Paul Proctor changed my mindset. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. And, you know, it, it's very important that when you're entering in this entrepreneur space or even in your life in general to pick up that book, to do that investment, to get your mind right on anything that you want to do, because it's just going to give you that sense of, of what exactly you need. You need that formula, some type of something to get the answers that you have probably been looking for. But if you don't pick up these books that, you know, Gabby named or any book, any life-changing book when it comes to empowerment, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to like, you want to have those, even if you're not trying to start a business, but you have to, if you know that you're on the go, or you know that, you know, you're just being stressed out, procrastination's an issue. There's so many books okay. out there for every problem that you have. Yes. Definitely uh, pick that up and definitely invest in yourself. Um, the TV thing is great. I don't even have time for TV Good either. Um, I, I have about five of them in my house, but <laughs> I don't have time. I'm usually 
Um, I do give myself a downtime at least for two hours once a week uh, to just, you know, see what's going on. I definitely do not watch the news because the news is just sad. I think we need to create a, a news broadcast that only shows positive stuff. Exactly. Um, you know, that rewards people that are just doing great things, teachers and coaches and mentors and um, just people just helping other people just because. Um, we'll see if that will happen soon, but, um, yeah, people, and it, it's so sad that people actually gravitate to negativity oh and my God. All that, Tell me about it and all that stuff. Like, um, it, it kind of shows us where our society is at as far as what we are prioritizing and what actually feeds us, yeah. uh, which is pretty scary, yeah. um, for the next generation, because I think the next generation needs to be, um, definitely geared and helped prepare for another direction than what this current generation is going through right now. I know, I know, seriously. And yeah, then like I, I go, even when I go to a hairdresser, I'm doing my hair or I'm doing manicure, they have that uh, TV and mm-hmm. it keeps on repeating the yeah. hot news. A 13 year old uh, just shot a 19 year old and killed this and that and that. And then there is civil war here. There is war over there. The shooting and killing. And oh, my God, it's like crazy. Then I tell them, can you do me a favor? If you want me to sit down, do my manicure, pedicure, change the channel. Okay, madam, what do you you want? I tell them like home and garden television. How about that? Or the cooking channel or anything funny. Uh, Everywhere I go, I just make them change the channel yeah and that's good a lot of people won't even care but they'll stay like set in on what's on there so kudos to you I do the same thing when I'm getting my pedicure and if it's something I don't want to watch I'll say you need to change it Um, I'm into sports so if sports is on I'm okay Um, and just anything that just has life that can put life because every I'm very intentional all day long just to have um positive things all the time being reminded. Um, and when I do hear those, you know, sad news and bad news and stuff like that, you know, I definitely give my respect, especially if it's, you know, family and friends that are going through whatever, um, trying to find a light, uh, in that and being able to share that, um, to those around me. So thank you so much, Gabby. And I did want to actually touch base when you said, when you actually said it, over the weekend, you were telling your story about walking on your knees around the school. Um, I actually fell on my treadmill one time. Um, I didn't like fall. Um, My son said, mom, can you run on 10? And Mm -hmm. I put it on 10 and I was running really fast. And I actually bring the treadmill down, but I didn't give it the the wheel enough time to slow down Mm -hmm. that I actually landed on both of my knees and it went all the way to the cartilage so I know how painful that is yeah your backstory is definitely a little bit deeper but this was really just a freak accident yeah and um but even just that I it I can just imagine yeah um how you felt even having you know even when days passed by and you had to kind of scrape um those, you know, when the scabs start coming in and cleaning it out and stuff like that. So you had me, you know, we were very emotional. You had me yeah. <laughs> on Saturday I because I, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, how much, you know, 
hate is out there. And, you know, what was the point of it? Like, what really, what did they get out of, you know, doing that? Or what do people get out of torturing other people um, in any way, shape or form? So, yeah, girls, apparently they're not supposed to 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 be equal to boys. That's what that was the message from the principal. Right. Yeah. Well, we we need to change that. That's the whole point of ladies of leadership and the group that I'm uh, putting together. Well, that, you know, has already flourished and it's really just demanding our presence. Like we need to start standing up. And I'm glad, um, Gabby, that you have that voice and you stood up to whatever came your way. You just inspire me to keep going. Um, I'm always in awe. Um, we laugh together, we cry together, and that's what a sisterhood does. So thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on bomb and definitely, um, sharing your story. Um, and I know it's not over. We have a lot more to do. Yes. We have a lot more to say, a lot yeah. more to share, and a lot yeah. more people to reach. Um, yeah. And I know you're going to continue to do amazing things. I know you got a couple secrets up your sleeve um, that's coming down the pike. So i um, super excited to, you know, be a witness to all of that. But how can someone reach you? Someone maybe that has, you know, that just needs someone to know, like, how did you get through this? Um, just to connect with you in any capacity, let us know how we can reach you. Okay, so uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. It's Gabi Abdelgadir on LinkedIn, international best-selling author. And then Facebook, uh, my name on Facebook is Gabi D. Clutter Queen. You can message me there. And then uh, my website is totaldeclutter.com. Yeah, which yeah. thank you so much for sharing that, which we did not touch base on the decluttering because I was actually interested in how that works. Can you just tell us a little bit about um, where that came from and how does um, how do you coach on that? Okay, so I think people, when they hear decluttering, they think it is spring cleaning. It's not. So because I always, I grew up in a very clean, organized home and I'm very clean and organized. And I thought I was like, had it all. No. Uh, so. I started having this when my husband passed away, I was having nightmares and a friend of mine said it would wake me up at night, right? And I would be sweating and I can't go back to sleep. And then she said, why don't you hire a feng shui practitioner? That's how it started. And then I said, really? She goes to me, yeah. And then I, I found one master who came. First thing she saw was a picture on the wall. It had a, It was a woman holding a boy. And then she goes across the hall, another picture, a woman holding a boy. They're gifted to me when we bought a condo. They were gifts from my friends. And then uh, she asked me, she looked at this picture. She stood, she was not very happy. She goes to me, are you married? I said, I'm a widow actually. How many children do you have? Do you have any children? I told her, yes. How many? I told her one. Is it a boy or a girl? I said, a boy. So this is what the message you were giving to the universe, she goes to me. That is when I learned everything we carry in our space has energy. It could be good energy, bad energy, neutral energy. How we place our furniture. It has to be done according to feng shui. And then I did, I decided, oh my God, I finished it in two weeks, the homework she gave me. God knows how much work she gave me to move this, remove that, buy this and put it in this locker because she had my birthday. That's what I do now. When I do for somebody, I want their birthday. Mm-hmm. And then this is your location for health. I need you to remove that, put buy this thing and put it there. And 
I got busy doing that. She came, she saw it. That was the first night when I bought the last item. The first night I slept through the night without a nightmare and I became a believer. Mm. Then I Googled and I took the whole advanced feng shui training from the movie, The Secret Teacher. And then as soon as I finished that, it was hard. As soon as I finished that, this email from Hay House Radio pops in my inbox from Denise Lynn, a woman I followed for years on Hay House Radio. She's written about 18, 20 books. Uh, she's a Cherokee. She is a spiritual way of clutter clearing. She teaches that. I said, oh my God, the universe is telling me something here. Mm-hmm. I just finished this thing two days ago. And now this thing pops up in my thing. And Denise, I loved her already. I signed up. I didn't hesitate. And that was even harder uh, because it was deep uh, on how to do that. And it goes deeper to your space. You go room by room. And then uh, and then when you finish the whole house, how to cleanse, how to remove this, how to do that. And then you go to the mind and then you go to the relationships and then you go to your time. So it's a, that's why I call it declutter your life, mm. but always the space. So, so that is how it came about. It, it, I got rid of my nightmares and then I became a believer. That's all and I decided. Saying. Oh yeah. I decided that's exactly what I do now. That's yeah. beautiful. That's all Thank it takes you. for just one decision to, to notice something, someone give you an advice and you actually listen. Cause there's so many times that we talk to people and people give us advice and we just dismiss it. Yeah. And we stay in the, the misery, the, the heartaches, the pain yeah. and all that stuff. When people talk to you there and tell you, you need to try this, you know, sometimes it may work and sometimes it may not, but you will never, never know, know until you, you try. Yes, exactly. So yeah. kudos to you for definitely you. listening to that. And, you know, that just opened up a whole nother space yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Things don't happen by accident. Things happen on purpose, the way it's supposed to be. Remember, our lives are already written out. We just don't know what it is and we won't yeah. know. But every time something new happens, we tend to kind of do that reflection and say, wow, that's what it was. We have those aha moments. Thank you so much, Gabby. You've been an absolute amazing guest. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. I know you're exhausted. You've had a long day. Um, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. Again, if you are craving the next step in your personal and professional growth, if you're excited to level up, your leadership and influence. If you're dedicated to developing new skill sets and you love surrounding yourself with servant leaders and driven entrepreneurs just like you, the CLA is the next journey for you. So yes, go CLA. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. Have a great day. And as always, make it count. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.